0: Hello extended family and welcome to this special episode of the family that games together podcast We are taking a two-week break from the starring DD grandma narrative to bring you a project that myself Victoria and Laura were working on Which unfortunately life got in the way and we're not going to be able to complete at this time But seeing as we were going to have a small content gap for starring DD grandma And the fact that we don't want we don't just want this to sit in a drive somewhere, we want to share it with you, uh, with all of you lovely folks. We are going to be taking the next two weeks and giving you the four episodes of Tabletop Tag that we were able to produce. Uh, I believe I go over this in the first episode, but just in case, for those of you wondering what this is and what we're going to be doing, Tabletop Tag was an idea Victoria, Laura, and myself had where we decided not we rarely get to play high level characters so the idea was we were going to start a campaign just the three of us at level 11 and we were going to take turns dming every session so chapter by chapter we were going to build the story and the lore together we all rolled dice to decide who was going to go first and in this episode the victoria kicks us off and we didn't really know what she was going to do what she had planned we just knew we were going to start at level 11 and uh, a very basic hook, and we just went from there, and the rest was just her building the world, building the lore, and all that. And uh, it's kind of cool, because whoever's going to be DMing the following week has to go off of whatever this DM gave them. And it was a great storytelling exercise, and it's something we may pick up again in the future, because I really had a lot of fun with this. So the release schedule is going to be episode one, obviously, is dropping today. Episode two is going to drop on Wednesday... November 20th, episode three will drop Sunday, November 24th, and episode four will drop Wednesday, November 27th, and we will pick back up with the Starring D&D Grandma story on Sunday, December 1st, so sit back, listen, uh, and we hope you enjoy, and tweet us at, at d and Grandma, uh, let us know what you think, thanks a lot. Hello listeners and welcome to the inaugural episode of Tabletop Tag Team. For those of you wondering what the concept of this show might be, please go back and listen to our Coming Soon episode where we kind of describe what this is all about, the concept behind it, and what we're trying to accomplish with it. Those of you who recognize my voice, I am Vin. I'm the GM for starring the D&D Grandma. But in this game tonight, I am playing Cronin Wolf Brother, the Half-Walk Ranger.
1: And I am playing Veneer Oraton of the furball Druid.
0: That was Victoria, my wife, by the way.
1: (laughs) And my sister is also here. Hi, this is Laura. I will be playing Branka
2: Novikov. She is a human divination wizard.
0: Take it away, Victoria.
1: Tonight, I am your DM. And I actually have the great pleasure of setting up a little bit of the world the way I see fit because I just happened to roll the highest. (laughs) So I wanted to bring you to the city of Hempstead. Hempstead is at the foothills of the Scarlet Mountains. They are that called the Scarlet Mountains because their red oak trees are legendary for being the first forest. They reach very high into the sky and they are magnificent in their their, their size and their beauty, and people come from all over to visit them. You're in the city of Hempstead, and I want you to picture you're walking down a dusty road. It's a pretty big city if you were looking for anything to shop or anything like that, but I think that we're all pretty set. So you're walking down a dusty road into kind of like a back alley, and you come to a door that says Emery Barton, LLC.
0: Are we together?
1: That's up to you, whatever you want to be. You all received a letter. Cuthbert Nigel Hildebrand Whitecrest has passed away at the age of 111. Please come to the offices of Emery Barton, LLC on January the 1st at 1 p.m. for the reading of his will and testament. Now, what I wanted you guys to think of is, how do you know this man? Is he your great uncle? Have you never heard of him before? So I wanted you to think about that, and I don't even know why. And I want you to walk through the door. What time did you guys arrive? And I will let you know from there.
0: I would have arrived bright and early, right when the lawyer's office opened.
1: The appointment was for 1 p.m.
0: That would have been there at 12.59.
1: 12.59. Okay, what about you? Yeah,
2: I would have arrived, strolled in maybe around one thirty.
1: 1.30? Yeah, a little later. All right. My character is going to arrive probably about 15, 20 minutes early. So when Cronin walks in, you see a human woman sitting to the side, and you see a tiny little gnome with a beehive hairdo, cute little glasses behind a desk. And she says to you, oh,
0: you're right on time. Um, have a seat, have a seat. You see in, a half-orc, not as big as some half-orcs are, built kind of like a baseball player, some dark hair that falls loose about shoulder length, dark cloak, hood is currently down, short swords, sheathed on my sides, Mm -hmm. a longbow, and a quiver of arrows across my back. Okay, fully
1: decked fully decked. I never
0: will go anywhere without more weapons. Okay. Good afternoon, and I have a seat as the lady instructed me to.
1: When you look around the room, <coughs> you see it's a small office. Right behind her desk is a large door painted like a dark black. The place is very nice, very clean. You can tell that she kind of takes care of it. The place is very clean. But against the right-hand <coughs> side, there are a few boxes stacked up that look a little dusty, maybe like six boxes or so stacked up. And it's clear that they're just like thrown there, but everything else seems pretty organized. The human woman sitting next to you is in just a plain black cloak, plain hair, seems to be minding her own business and keeping quiet to herself. Time goes by, time goes by, I want to say around 1.15 or so, a man comes out of the office bangs open the door, walks in, and looks to the young gnome, and before you you see a pretty large red-skinned tiefling with slick black hair and a really nice suit. Pen, did we get any yet? And the little gnome goes, yes, we do, we have two here already. Wonderful! And he goes strollingly right past you and out the front door.
0: The hell was that all about?
1: And he's looking up and down the street. Do you think that you'd be on the street at that time? Yeah. Okay. Probably, you
2: know, just walking down the street but at a a slow pace, kind leisurely? of leisurely. Well, absorbing it all. You'll a woman in a large, in a long burgundy cloak. She's in a long dress to the ground. She's wearing a, 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 a peasant blouse with a, with, a, with a large amulet in front that looks to be made out of clockwork gears. Okay. She's probably mid 50s, graying around the temple. Okay. And walking with a large staff in front of her that it appears she's using for balance as she kind of slow, taking her time, absorbing the city around her as she just walks straight down the
1: main avenue. Okay. So, this, uh, this tiefling man is looking up and down the street, and he sees he sees a young guy, probably a, a human, and he, he looks over and goes, you! Are you here for the reading? And you hear this kid like get scared and be like, no, no, I don't know what you're talking about! And he's like, ah, get out of here! And then he yells over, are you? Are you here for the reading?
2: Oh, well, I, I do have this letter. Let me see. So I um, take it from a pouch on my hip, mm-hmm. and I pass over something that looks pretty well-worn, like I've read through it a couple times over okay. and over, uh-huh.
1: and I hand it to him. Okay, perfect. Come on, come on, let's go, let's go. And he comes in, and he grabs Cronin, and he grabs the other woman. He says, come in my office, let's go. And he sits down behind his very large very fancy desk and you can tell he kind of takes a lot of pride but to give you an image he kind of looks like a sleazeball lawyer <laughs> And i'm
0: already picking up on that he,
1: so he sits down and you kind of get this energy from him like oh thank god this is going to be over soon get it done but he also kind of has this energy of what's in it for me kind of thing. You know, like he always has this kind of like, uh, I'm superior, I'm better than you kind of feel to him. And now he sits down and he says, okay, so we sent out letters to many people, 111 in fact, Mm -hmm. to people throughout the country to come today for the reading of this will. Well, as of right now, it's about 120, and you're the only ones I got. So congratulations, you get everything.
2: What's everything? So
1: I'm just scanning the room really quickly.
2: Okay. And I see the half-orc. I'm sorry, who else is in this room at the moment? A
1: human woman in a straight, plain black cloak, dark black hair, and nothing really else. You see she's holding a staff, but that's really all she's wearing. Okay. And you see him behind a big desk. You see mm-hmm. some papers piled up, some cabinets with papers, um, pretty straightforward looking office. There's a few seats to sit down in, but it's actually kind of cramped. And he rolls out this really long parchment, and he says I need your signatures on this. This is the deed to Whitecrest's estate. Go again? He said anybody who showed up today gets his estate, his entire estate. I don't know how you know him. I don't even know your name. And honestly, I'm so done with this, I couldn't care less. So, if you wouldn't mind signing the paper, this is the deed, and this is the will. And he stacks a huge, huge stack of papers, all bound up, and he throws it out in front of you. That's a copy of the will for you to keep. This is the deed I need you to sign. And, and he takes the keys and he throws the keys, and you get a key ring with maybe about ten random sizes, colors, looks, shapes, everything, of keys. He says my assistant Pen went up to the manor house last week, and she confirmed that that one is the one for the front gate. That's all she could confirm. But other than that,
0: how many keys are on the ring?
1: About ten. Okay.
0: Uh, this is all very confusing.
1: Essentially, oh, I- this guy <laughs> has been living up there hidden in the woods all by himself in this grand estate and you know he came to me about a year ago and asked me to write up this insane will and a lot of it doesn't make any sense but i followed his his deeds because he paid me well and as the law says i needed to give all of you this and that's it after you guys sign this and you walk out the door that's it that's all it is
0: what did this I'm sorry. Miss, you must speak first.
1: Oh, thank you. I,
2: I just wish to know more about Mr. Whitecrest and
1: or Cuthberts. It seems as though his family died and he never married. And we only ever heard stories about him being a traveler. Honestly, we thought the place was abandoned for many years. And then I want to say about a year ago, he came back to his estate and we saw some lights on there every once in a while and now all of a sudden he comes and asks me to write a will and he dies a little while later. So he passed away about three months ago. We gave ourselves three months to hand out the letters. He asked everyone to meet on this day at this time and anyone who was not here and present in this room right now forgoes all rights to any of the things that you have now we're seeing, you there's a bunch a... of letters over there if you want them. They're all the letters that were returned to us as undeliverable. We have 80 of them. 80? Uh, 87, I think.
0: You sure this isn't some kind of mistake?
1: I couldn't imagine. When I met the man, he seemed pretty far-fetched, pretty crazy. What does he
0: look like?
1: He is a human man, mustache, balding on top, glasses, Walked with a cane, always wearing a suit with a bow tie.
0: I met this man only once, and he wants to leave me part of his estate.
1: I don't... I personally don't know 111 people, but he sent letters to a lot of them. I found him... I assumed they were people he knew from his travels. I gotta say, I don't know much about it.
0: I found him lost in the Red Oak Forest one day. He was hiking and couldn't find his way out. I I pointed him in the right direction, put him back on the road, and got him home. It's the only time I've ever met this man.
1: And you exchanged names at the time? He was able to find you?
0: I don't remember. I probably told him my name.
1: Maybe that's why he included you. It's a
0: amazing he found me.
1: Again, I do not understand. You, I do not know why.
0: you would picked my interest. I just ripped the, the deed out of his hand and signed it. Okay. And slide it back over to him.
1: The human woman, who has not said a word at this point, walks up, signs her name, grabs the keys. Oh, well, I I
2: know that, I, I, I've heard of Cuthbert. He, in his travels, did spend some time with my, my, my tribe, the Novikovs, up in the hills with us. We, we're wanderers, but, you know, he did travel alongside us for quite some time. He invited our tribe to participate in today. I, I'm our emissary. I, I, emissary, I, I've never
1: met him, but... I, I am here to represent on on behalf of the Novikovs. Well, I will say, once you sign your full name, you are the person on the deed. The deed would go to you directly. It wouldn't be in a trust or anything like that. So, if you're ready to accept responsibility as the emissary, I would sign your name.
2: Okay, I uh, I do understand, and and I'm intrigued as to why I would be in, included, and uh, I'll
1: take the the. Well, and I'll sign on the dotted
0: line. Okay. The human woman grabs the keys. Does she try to leave?
1: She walks toward the door, but she turns around, and she was listening intently to your story. Okay. Almost like she was staring you down, trying to measure your words, because you were speaking about the man, and she feels as though if you knew him, she wants to know more. Do you understand? Yes. Okay. As she goes to leave, I'll just say. I've like- never met him. I would just say... Oh, you never met him. You only spent time with your tribe. He spent time
2: with my tribe, and it was the tribe, not not in an address letter, but delivered to us as, as you know, we broke camp. And I as my people continued on, which is our way, I turned and left them to represent us here. I would say, if it's your name on the deed, it's your name alone. Well, I, I will sign for us. I, I will... I will represent my people here so that whatever value this could be, you know, I can bring it back to them and and, and help them.
1: That seems very noble of you. Now, I would also like to say that we have all those boxes out there Mm -hmm. are copies of the will. They are for any of the ones who are going to arrive today. There's a copy of the deed for you all to keep, do we each have our own copy? Is yes. there one master copy on file There's the master, signatures? Yes, and that's going to be um, handed over to the the magistrate, uh-huh. and that's going to be filed away okay. in our city hall, essentially, I right? I just take
0: my copy of the will and put it in my pack.
1: Yeah, so everyone will get a copy. Okay. Everyone has a signed master. The, the little woman comes running in mm-hmm. and quick jumps up and takes a, a, a pen and signs and stamps a little stamp on it, takes it, rolls it up, and walks back out. So now you have the keys, you have a copy of the deed for yourselves, there are letters that were undeliverable that will have names on them if you wish to review them, and a copy of the will, which is a huge stack of papers. He asks you, take all of it with you. By law, I am delivering it to you, get it out of here, get it, go. But well, I
0: don't need all these copies, I just got mine.
1: Then you can take them and throw them in the bin. I'm not allowed to throw them out. I would like to take them with us. I think there
2: may be information in here as to who he was trying to reach out to and what they all might have in common. Do you have a a page boy or um, some kind of assistant who could load this on a a carriage for us and bring it up to the manor? I have an idea. And he gets
1: up, walks out to the front, and he opens the front door Mm -hmm. and looks out and he sees that same young boy that he yelled at before and said, Hey, you want to make a gold? And the boy goes, okay, go get a cart, come back here.
0: That was quite literally exactly what I was about to hey, do. there we <laughs> go. <laughs> I like your style. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Now get the boxes out of here. I got a lunch to go to. I'd like to rule.
2: I don't know if it's perception or insight. I, I want to see if I can get a sense of the woman who won't speak.
1: Okay. Um, eight. I would say that you're kind of getting an idea that maybe she's arcane. And she's hiding her true self, but you wouldn't understand what that means. Okay.
2: I'm going to say you guys
1: take a couple minutes. You help the boy load the cart. In passing, he'll say his name is Dex. And he will take the gold, and he will start moving the carriage. Are you guys going to walk with him?
0: I'll help him pull the carriage.
1: Okay.
2: I'll walk slowly, taking my my time, but I want to try to pace... Um, the woman and just um, make a make
1: a soft approach. She is actually looks very determined. As soon as the cart is full, mm-hmm. she takes off on a brisk pace. Oh, okay. Oddly enough, she doesn't really know where she's going, so she's kind of like, but still trying to trying to move. She's how, huffing at how every long is street corner this and walk? huffing and puffing. I want to say it lasts for about a half hour before you come to an intersection where she stops and stares at both of you and says, I apologize for the deception, but I realize if we're in this together, you might want to know who I truly am. And she drops form and she shoots up about a foot. Oh, mama. And you see a teal skinned, fur bog with strawberry blonde hair, a massive seashell necklace, and it kind of covers her chest, but she essentially is not wearing a lot of clothes from there. Mm -hmm. Um, She is wearing very tribal-looking skirt, Mm -hmm. tribal-looking attachments and everything like that, and almost like a crown. And the staff that she's holding that Original just looked like a plain cane, now has like this sharp, jagged tooth coming out of it. And she says, my name is Veneer, and I am very anxious to get to the manor house, but I seem I may have gotten us lost. Do you guys know where it is? Oh, well, hello.
2: It's so lovely to finally meet you. Thank you. You seem in such a
1: hurry to get to where you don't even know where you're going. Yes, I've been searching for many years to locate Whitecrest, and I feel like I'm finally reaching a point where I might get some true answers. And I'm just overly anxious, I suppose.
2: Can I ask, did he visit your tribe? In a manner of speaking. Perhaps take something not his? Definitely. I feel that we have tried quite a bit in common. I am here solely as an emissary for my tribe, although I didn't reveal it to the lawyer, because he, he took artifacts that were important to our culture and, and, and disappeared and left. I, I'm solely here to try to seek to get them back. I, we, I'm not seeking fame or, or, or money of any kind, just, you know, a true
1: reckoning of, you know, what belongs to my people. So it's not my people that I'm here for. It's for people who I admire and care for deeply. But we have very similar stories. I have been searching my whole life to find the Titans and the sea. I learned to breathe water and go into the sea and find them. After my lifetime, I, when I finally found them, I found that this man had stolen something so precious to them that they are now dying and I was so filled with rage Mm -hmm. and I am their embassy here on land and after years of searching I find this man has now died and almost a perfect opportunity for me to go and retrieve the item and send it back to their tribe.
0: Sounds like he was quite the shitbag.
1: Did he
2: ever steal anything from you?
0: I only met the man once. My head came away intact, too, nothing but granted I don't own much.
1: I find your story the most interesting. Especially since he lived so close to the Redwood Forest, maybe he wasn't truly lost. Maybe he was looking for somebody and he found you.
0: That coin of gives me the heebie jeebies.
1: Yeah. Oh. Oh I agree
2: with you. Well, I think that we all are here to search for things that belong to us, and for answers, and As I think symbols. we should continue following the child, Dex, and just take it very slow. It se- almost seems like...
1: How'd the child react to the transformation? <laughs> he seems to be having a bad day. Because <laughs> he, he's a little bit like, I didn't get paid one goal to walk all the way up this mountain. I thought it was down the street and now it's all the way up this mountain and I only get one gold. <laughs> He's a little bit cranky.
0: You can make five more gold or I'll take it from here, your choice. Five gold. You go um, it I give him five more gold.
1: Okay. Okay. So he he keeps going. He doesn't seem super phased. It seems like this city is very diverse. You see a lot of different people walking the street, and he knows magic exists, so he's kind of like, cool. He thinks that she looks odd because of her teal skin and her her, uh, her large shell necklace, but he kind of is like, eh, to each their own, and keeps walking.
0: I'm intrigued. I've heard of Thorborgs, but I've never actually met one.
1: I can do a lot of cool stuff. Oh yeah? Yeah. Show me. Okay. Before I do, I do feel I need to confess something to you. I was not actually invited to the lawyer's office today. I came across one of the couriers that was delivering the, the, delivering the letters. Whose letter
0: did you steal?
1: There was no name on it. just said, the woman from the White House. Inside check. Right. now. 16. She's telling the
0: truth. <laughs> the woman from the White House.
1: Yes. So I stole the letter, read the contents, and knew I needed to make it here today. It was my best chance to get in here, so I'm sorry I was deceitful. I don't
0: give a shit. I got no dog in this hunt. I'm thinking- I promise
1: I will not deceive you, and I will be as truthful as I can. I'm thinking, oh, uh, lovely, I'm fine with that.
2: In all honesty, you, uh, you're here for the same reason as me, dear.
1: So, let's proceed. I think it's time. Okay, now to maybe speed this along, I will do whatever I can to get us there. Give me one moment and she transforms into a giant eagle that's a
0: neat trick
1: and flies around flies around she comes back lands in front of you kind of squawks a little bit and she kind of nudges her head a little bit and she'll start leading you to the house to the to the house now the city of hempstead is kind of at the base and the foothills of the of this large large mountain But the manor, the estate, is actually up the mountain a little bit, almost like you're getting into the red trees. As you guys follow this path, it's maybe about another hour of walking. It's pretty far out of the city. And as you come, you find yourself into a very large gate. Everything's kind of overgrown. It looks like it was once an amazing estate, but now everything's very, very overgrown the furbog veneer has the keys, so she will go and she'll open it up. Finds the key pretty quickly because Mm -hmm. the the little gnome pen uh, was the one who said that's that's the key. She opens it up. You see one large manor house and a brick walkway that leads up to it. You see some other little buildings like in the distance, maybe like a shed or a cottage or a guest house or a boathouse or a barn. You see like other little things around. You you can see as you're walking up, there's also like, you can hear a river that's coming down from the mountain. You can hear some babbling of this big thick creek that's coming through mm-hmm. um, and you approach the doors. I would like to
2: detect magic on the house and specifically on the locks of the front doors. I'm looking okay. for... Anything casted, any protections, any um, any booby traps or any spells of anything like that, that okay. might, you know, be out on the front. Okay. How long does the tech magic last for? It's a...
1: Up to ten minutes. Okay. So... And I'll cast it as a ritual. And then, as you're walking up the manor house, how far away from the front door would you cast it? Um, like, actually... Click
2: it in. Presence of magic up to 30 feet in
1: front of you. So I'll be
0: 30 feet out. Okay, go ahead. Is there a set of stairs that goes up to the front door? Yes. Right at the bottom of the stairs, primeval awareness. Okay. Um, For the next minute, within a mile, I can detect the uh, following... I can't detect location or number. It's just a yes or no on whether the following things are present. Aberrations, celestials dragons, elementals, fee, fey, fiend, or undead?
1: You get yes on fiend.
2: Oh. And I can detect any magic up to 50 feet in front of me for the next 10 minutes and its concentration. I can go through most barriers, one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, three feet of wood or dirt. So as you guys are
1: walking up the front gate then...
0: Once I get the ping on Fiend, short swords come out.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: And you notice one of them is glowing and Within
1: off. a mile, right? Within a mile. Okay. And you
0: notice one of them is glowing and giving off a little bit of light. One of my two short swords.
2: Oh, I turn and look, and are, are we in trouble?
0: There's a Fiend somewhere within a mile. At least one. Maybe more.
2: I am going to... Well, I mean, if we could be in trouble at any moment... I am going to cast Contingency and hold Globe of Invulnerability as my contingency. The trigger will be when me or one of my two allies, either Veneer or Cronin, are attacked. Okay.
1: As the giant eagle is flying around, she is, like you see her circling the sky a little bit, but as you guys walk up to the front gate, She's going to fly down, stop, and, and change form, and essentially in mid-air, and then land. I tell her. Why are your swords out? Noodles. Okay. I don't have anything like that. I wouldn't know. I, I checked the property. I didn't see anything on the outside, so it might be in the house.
0: It doesn't give me the exact location. It just says yes or no, and I'm getting a read on Fiend. At least one somewhere within a mile.
1: Okay. That's quite scary. As you guys walk up, I'm going to address the magic. So, on the front doors, you don't actually see any magical essence on the doors themselves. They are locked, but you don't see anything like that. Now, I know you you said you can see through the doors though, right? I can sense. You can Magic sense
2: up to 30 feet in front of me. So if I'm standing right at the door, anything 30 feet with inside the door, I
1: can sense through the barrier. The house lights are pretty big for you. There seems to be almost like stars in the sky. Like You can see little pop, 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 little things. You can't really the define them. House. Yeah. You can't really define them. You can't really sense them, but you almost feel as though it, it, it's like a little cluster. Clusters of stuff in there. We're stepping into a
2: very toxic house. this It's filled with all kinds of, of, of magic and, and I would imagine uh, dangerous objects and, and all kinds of things. Please know that I have a spell protection shield that will trigger if we're attacked. So please do your best to stay within 10 feet of me Much as obliged. we enter.
0: I will do my best. Yeah.
2: Are you a strong caster? Fairly strong, yeah. What kind of casting do you prefer to do? Mostly I prefer to see and hear things around me. I, 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 I search people's minds and
1: I, and I look for the truth and the future. That sounds fascinating. I like the, the forest, the woods. That's where I kind of come from. But oh, as you all know, I am fascinated with the ocean.
0: I've never seen it.
1: You've never seen the ocean.
0: I've never seen the ocean. Been in the woods and the mountains my whole life.
1: Have you ever seen like a lake?
0: I've seen water, yeah. Have you like... gone into the water? Yes, I can swim. It like it wonderful. Just... Yeah, it's, it's it's good. It has its
1: purpose. Oh, I don't know if we're gonna get along. Hmm. She keeps walking. Okay, so <clears throat> you're gonna walk up to the door. Hear to the door. Do I hear anything? Silence.
0: That's not unsettling at
1: all. Who's gonna open the door? It's locked. You oh. have a key ring with nine keys left to try.
0: I motion to uh, veneer for the keys.
1: She uncomfortably hands them over to you.
0: I seem unfazed. I try the front door.
1: It takes you a couple tries, but you finally find the right key. <laughs>
0: Just doing I'll got this done, eh? Uh huh.
1: Uh huh.
0: <coughs> okay. Good. And I open the door.
1: All right. So you come in now. To try to describe this, I wanna explain. As you walk in, you see a shock to your system that this gentleman, Cuthbert Whitecrest, was essentially a hoarder. (laughs) Every square inch is covered with junk. Piles of random things, junk, but from some of these, am I detecting magic? Some of them. Some you of the might items? see like um, almost like uh, a little buzzing, a little whirring. You might see something that's like uh, a little flicker, a little shimmer. But it's like almost like it was enchanted one time, and now you're kind of getting a sense from it. Some things might be powerful. Some things might not be. You're not getting anything like a magical sword. Like, you're not really getting anything like that. Do I see anything that might look
2: like an instrument or something that plays music? We could do a perception check. 16
1: plus 4, 20. Ooh. So I don't know what you're looking for, but you would probably see some musical instruments. As you're looking, you could probably find an enchanted violin. Okay. I would let you find an enchanted violin. That's, if you pick it up and you and you press the 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 what's it called the bow, mm-hmm. um, it would play for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. As you walk in, though, uh, there's no way to describe how massive the house is and how cluttered it is. It is packed full of random, random dusty, dirty junk. There are books piled up all over the place. There are There's just barely enough room to wiggle through as you are walking through, I'm assuming. Are you walking through the house? Yes,
0: slowly. Slowly. Swords out, and I'm Mm -hmm. stopping listening at every doorway.
1: Okay, so I wanted to describe some of the rooms to you so you kind of get an idea.
0: The fiend thing has me a bit nervous.
1: So one of the rooms that you guys would pass is a square room. And as you look in it, it almost looks like there's rows built within it. Mm -hmm. And everything is perfectly square to itself, stacked up very high to a second story. Now, you don't know what this room used to be or what it was designed or built to be, but it's a large room. And you see that it's almost like a maze full of square, perfectly aligned, random objects. Random books or or blocks or uh, bags or anything that looks like it had a flat edge mm-hmm. is Stuffed in that room. You do see at the end of a hallway kind of like as you're passing Large beautiful glass doors that have vines that are all entangled into the glass that might be the solarium But it's all covered with vines. If you guys go to the top of the staircase there's actually almost like a little lab built right at the top of the staircase. And it looks like an alchemist lab that you could make potions or improve upon some potions or anything like that. But there's a lot of alchemist supplies that are there.
0: Uh, can't do much of those, it might be for you.
1: Mm. One of you two. So now, one thing I do want to describe is as you guys walk in, Veneer is shocked to her core because she sees a stuffed cat. oh, She kind of gets really ticked and walks over and starts whispering in a different language, in Elvish.
0: I speak four languages. That's not one of them.
1: But as she's whispering to the cat, she's slowly taking the animal and bringing it to her and then walks away with it. And as you guys are looking through the house, she finds another cat. And she is now looking for animals. And in Elvish, she is speaking and muttering under her breath and seems very distraught.
0: It's making you oh. uncomfortable too, Bronca.
1: Yeah. Oh, I cast Comprehend Languages. Okay. I, I, I want to know what she's doing. She is apologizing to the animal for the desecration. She mm-hmm. is whispering that she is going to make it right, that she hopes the soul is at peace. And that she promises that she will finally be at rest. She's just apologizing and saying sorry and promising to make it right. Oh and she, she seems just kind
2: okay. Of, she she just keeps telling them that how sorry she is and, and, and that um, she'll make it right that they were so mistreated.
0: That's actually kinda kinda of hot woman.
2: Oh she's she's sensitive soul. Mm. I
1: respect that. Um, but she leaves, she just walks right out of one of the doors. Oh,
2: oh Veneer,
1: we, I told you, we, we must stay together.
0: Veneer, there'll be plenty of time for that later.
1: She finds a basket sitting to the side, and she takes the basket, dumps out some wrap, and rests the, the three that she found, and covers it with a cloth. And she lays it very gently, on a a table that she also pushes off the jerk. And she's like, whispers again in Elvish, and if you are still translating, she says, I promise before the sun sets tonight, you will be at peace. Okay,
2: I noodles that to Cronin, and I I don't know how she'll make that right.
0: That's magic beyond anything I'm familiar with, but uh, I can respect wanting Mm. to Make things right. If you feel an animal has been mistreated, I can respect that. Just uh, all in due time, Veneer.
1: I do understand. What is what is your plan right now? I mean, we're in this.
0: I'm not this going this to be Devil
1: House. A,
0: I'm not going to be able to sleep in this house unless I can find that fiend, or confirm that the fiend is not actually in the house. All I know is that there is at least one fiend within a mile of me right now.
2: Well, how do you suppose we do track it?
0: Room by room. Make sure the rooms are clean.
2: Has it been ten minutes? Is my detect magic used? No. I would say maybe it's been five minutes. You probably still have another five. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm still concentrating on, on, on looking for magic. Maybe you could... cast it
1: at us. Um, why don't you roll an arcana chip? Okay. Fifteen. You know that the stronger the magic, mm-hmm. the <coughs> brighter the glow. Okay. Some of these things are barely giving you a pinprint, but you know that you can sense through walls. And maybe if you walk around the house, if you find something that's like giving off this bright light, okay. you might find whatever could be near that. Because that creature is probably powerful. Will be near something powerful. Okay, kind of idea. Okay, so I, I am suggesting to Veneer
2: and Cronin that we stay together, always within ten feet, and I agree we should check room by room. And I'll I'll be searching for, you know, a a hot spot on my on my detect
1: magic. Let's just simply do one loop around the first floor. That sounds like a wonderful plan. Okay. Okay. In the main room that you entered in, there is a large, beautiful grand staircase that goes up. But if you're gonna make a big loop, you will also find another equally large grand staircase that goes down. Okay. You're gonna do one big loop. Can you roll me a perception check? Yeah. You can both do it. Okay, ask I was The reason I said it was for her because she's the one who's trying to find a pin print. 10. Not good. 19. Okay with his assistance you realize it might not be here um where you guys want to go next up or down i see nothing on this first
2: floor do you want to check the higher levels sure okay methodical
0: one room at a time
1: okay um you go upstairs uh perception checks nine What? seven you go upstairs and all the junk is just in your way you can't make it through to all the rooms and you kind of have a feeling like you don't want to waste your time. Maybe try downstairs before you lose it. Okay.
2: This is, this is just overwhelming, and
1: I, I see nothing up here. It, it's too deep. Okay. A lot of the rooms are almost like cut off with junk. Yeah. Like hallways are just cut off.
2: You still detect- you, you, you still sense your feet? This is as strong as before? It, it
0: would have faded by now, but I can reuse primeval awareness.
1: It didn't go away before you lost the feeling. Like, it it no, persisted no. It persisted up until you know that the spell dropped.
0: And we were already inside the house? Once. Yeah. You,
2: you feel confident that it's here somewhere? I
0: think so. I just want to make sure it's not where we're going to be sleeping. All I know is that it's at least one. Could be more. I never know the, the the number within a mile of me. And I don't know the exact location. My magic doesn't work that way.
2: Well, I'm focused only for a few more minutes, so then I think we should quickly go downstairs.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm going to say you make a quick dash downstairs. Mm-hmm. I want you to roll me a perception check when you get down there. Okay. Come on, baby. Ooh, 18. 15. Both of you find it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. There is a bunch of little alcoves, little nicks and crannies, and whatever, but down one corridor, it actually looks it's a little bit well worn and at the end of the corridor it's blinding to you and right as the spell drops there is a door that is gleaming in sharp contrast to anything else this thing doesn't have a speck of dust on it okay and i mean he died months ago right not a speck of dust on this thing it is gleaming and i'm assuming you guys are approaching yes okay so the three of you are Pushing your way, and the furbug is pretty big, so she's lumbering her way. I don't know that it's gleaming, right? That's not detect magic. I'm sorry. Mm. She gets a bright, shiny light, and as her spell flades, it's gleaming. It is a shiny, beautifully kept, Okay, gleaming,
0: gleaming not as in detect magic, gleaming like, is that it's super clean.
1: Super clean. Okay. It is magical. It is a magical door that essentially is, is unable to collect dust. Oh, and you wow. saw it blind you and then you're like, what the hell? And then you're spell faded. Okay. So you know this is a very powerful door. Okay, so I share that with Cronin and Veneer. Yes. Here to the door. Oh no, before you get to the door, on the actual door, there's no knob, there's no lock. It looks like intricate little levels of gear work on the surface of the door. You see markings you see little rubies, you see little gems, all in the door. The door looks like a puzzle. Ooh.
0: Oh, goody, goody gumdrop.
1: There is no handle, there is no listening to it. It is. It looks thick and deep, and it looks like it has a lot of gears.
2: Can I run an Arcana check?
1: Sure. 23. Oh, geez. Okay, what well, check? Arcana? Arcana. It is magical, um, but as you see from your necklace, you see how the mechanism clicks, almost, and you kind of look at it, and you see these gears move, and as they move, there's little markings on each of these gears, so maybe Mm -hmm. if you can move the gears in a specific way, it might make sense. The door might open. Okay if you can click these gears in a certain way. So they, it looks familiar to me and almost
2: like the same... The same gear um, work that is gear in your work is. Okay. Cronin, I have this special clockwork amulet that was passed down among my people. Sorry. I don't know much about it, but I know it's ancient and it has a very unique control over time. And it's reflected in all of this work on the door in front of us. That's
0: unsettling. I don't know why allergies are acting up tonight, listeners. I apologize. But you're going to hear me sniffling and sneezing. So <laughs> I'm just going to get that out and give my apologies now.
2: I think we can move it. I think we can adjust it to, to allow us to check behind the door. I'm just, I'm just not sure how to go about it.
0: But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go yeah. ahead and bet that Poramka's got a higher intelligence.
1: Veneer problem. will walk up to the door and say, I can read people. But I can't read doors. <laughs> okay,
2: I'm gonna cast. I'm gonna. I'm gonna touch it and cast identify. If it's a magic item imbued object, I learn its properties and how to use them. Whether or not it requires attunement. I hate you. How many charges it has. I learn if there are any spells affecting it and what they are.
1: I hate you. It just happens. Yep. <laughs> I hate you. Yep. Wizards, wizards are annoying. <laughs> That's
0: what I would have done.
1: Go ahead, cast identify. You do? I do. What I can give you is that the markings are letters okay. and numbers. All right. Seemingly random. Um, there are red gems mm-hmm. all throughout the door, mm-hmm. but there are three that kind of light up to you at that moment because you're okay. identifying them. Mm-hmm. And those three are all at the very top of each of these clocks. Okay. So... At what seemed to be random before, Mm -hmm. you see specifically three dials Mm -hmm. and three gems, and you know you have to twist them to make one, two, three numbers. Okay. I'm not gonna give you any more than that. You gotta gotta figure out the number for yourself. You're gonna twist them, it's gonna open, it's gonna be great. (laughs) What's the number?
0: I will provide assistance, but I'm going to let her lead these checks.
2: I'm just going to ask for your help. If you could put your hand on this gear under this ruby and veneer, if you could stand here. I'll, I'll stand on the third one, mm-hmm. and I think we need to slowly rotate them until they click. Okay. Into place, no?
0: I rotate it the way that... Um,
1: let's do it together. So... Veneer says as she's looking at them. I speak several languages. Mm-hmm. Elvish, giant, druidic, goblin, orc. I recognize some of these letters and numbers as different languages. Oh, I will cast
2: greater comprehension. I can read any language. Greater comprehension is specifically a divination trait. I get it once per sure. Roll well, me an intelligence
1: check watch out it's going to be like 20 are
0: any of these languages orc, null, yes. or undercommon
1: yeah all of them all there's the there's all sorts of random shit on these things but i'm specifically looking at the three dials yep okay but it's seemingly
2: like like alphabet soup what kind of what kind of check did you use uh,
1: intelligence oh, I'm so, oh that's a 16 on the die i think you 21 gave you advantage but okay 21 each of them has different letters, different markings. Everything is specifically different. Nothing ever repeats, except for on the three dials, you see the number one on each of them. On each of them. And he okay. died at 111, and he sent out 111 letters, and you had to meet on January 1st at 1 o'clock.
2: Oh. This guy's got a quirk.
0: Oh. Oh, uh, I, I, I do so love quirks like this.
2: Yeah, this He's got a guy, whole room of square things. Yeah, he's uh, slightly eccentric, you know. So let's um, turn this particular dial to 111, a combination an idiot would have on their luggage. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so snap,
1: snap, snap into place. I say uh-huh. all
2: three of us turn a dial
1: uh-huh. to one. Okay, and when you do that, you see through it almost like a crack appears, Mm -hmm. and it pushes open. Okay? Sword's out. Oh, Cronin's going in.
0: Sword, as soon as the door's open, sword's out.
2: Ah,
1: very dangerous. You go first.
0: (laughs) The moon touch sword is out in front of me, so I get a little bit of light. It gives me basically light equal to a torch.
1: Okay. As you walk in, this room is dead empty crazy contrast to what you've been pushing yourselves through the last 10-15 minutes room is utterly empty and the only thing that you can see on the floor on the ceiling anything is you see one giant carved circle and in it you see three carved lines all pointing to the center of that circle does that make sense? Is yeah. it a
2: teleportation circle? No. I would have no way of knowing that. That's. Well, a, I still
1: have my Comprehend Languages. There's no way. languages here. No. There's no languages. It's just literally gouges into, the into a stone floor.
0: I take out a silver piece mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to slide it into the center
1: where, where those
0: three slits are pointing.
1: As you do, there's resistance and it doesn't go through does it cross over the main circular carving if you try to push and yeah, I'm going to like, shuffle, I'm trying to like shuffle
0: I'm trying to shuffle it
1: it won't it'll bounce right off of where that circular carve is oh
0: that's discomforting. i'm like in a crouch trying um, to get a read on this thing
2: yeah so you can't touch it or anything
0: i haven't tried to enter it yet Ooh. i'm afraid whatever i put through there i'm not going to get back I drop my short swords, and I fire an arrow into it.
1: Roll me a dex saving throw.
0: 20 total.
1: Nice. As the thing hits and goes back to hit you, you dex out of the way. Oh
0: shit, it bounces
1: back? It bounces back.
2: So as if it bounced off the air?
1: Yeah, almost like it bounced off a, a, a shield. Um. And then Veneer is going to come up, and she's going to cast Infestation flies come out and they go and, and, just, and just die Die.
0: Okay. I'm going to creep up very close very slowly with the moon touch sword out in front of me and I want to like poke it
1: it passes through
0: so the sword passed through I push it through a little further it
1: passes through try bringing it back
2: though. is your sword still there? I pull it back
1: yeah you see it okay push it back in. Uh-huh. Your hand sticks. Your hand can't get through. But the magical weapon is able to pass. Uh, but I. But
0: if I go through, my, my,
1: my Your hand, hand is, is getting stuck. But as you guys are investigating this, you see that those three slits that are actually pointing to the center start glowing. 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 And then you hear this, like, rip. And oh right at the center point, you see this like chasm open up and you all three of you feel like this heat just hit you in the face. There it is. You're not getting attacked. You just hear, you feel oh, heat. You just feel heat. Almost I mean. like you're standing way too close to a fire. Okay. I saw this on
0: Doctor Who once.
1: Oh Lord. <laughs> Doctor Who? <laughs> um and you see Claws come
0: up. How close am I?
1: The circle itself is 30 feet. I
0: would have been right up where the things were bouncing off. Because my hand wasn't going in, but I was. So, from the the center
1: point of the circle, you're 15 feet away? Okay. Okay. But you see a claw and another claw, and then you see wings. And then you, you see one big of the wings, and then you see. A large red and black devil with large pointed horns. Holy shit! Comes out and stomps and stands there in front of you. It's still in its circle, though. Still in the circle.
0: Hunter oh sense. What
1: The fuck does that do? I hate all of you. I don't know any. I immediately
0: enemies. learn. I immediately learn whether it has any damage immunities, resistances, or vulnerabilities.
1: I was just gonna Can true I? strike that motherfucker
0: all of his immunities, resistances, or vulnerabilities, and what they are.
1: All right, damage resistance, cold, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks that aren't silvered.
0: Okay. Does he have any damage immunities?
1: Fire and poison.
0: Any vulnerabilities? Okay, no vulnerabilities, okay. So I'll keep my swords out, and with that I'll yell to Veneer and Bronca. No fire, no poison, no cold. Shit. We haven't rolled initiative yet, so has no. as a bonus action, Slayer's Prey.
1: Okay. As he stands there and he's like hissing and huffing
0: <laughs> Come on, big says, boy.
1: And who are you?
0: I'm the new owner, so I'm gonna to have to ask you to evacuate the premises.
1: Where is Cuthbert?
0: I don't know the answer to that question. All I know is I'm going to have to ask you to get the hell out.
1: And what makes you think that you can ask that of me?
0: Because the three of us, we kind of now own this house. So you can go back the way you came, or I could kick you back through that portal. You decide.
1: And Cuthbert's been trying to get rid of me for a year, so what makes you think you can? Uh,
0: <laughs> shall I just show you?
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Why not? <laughs> and I'm, I'm running at him.
1: Okay. I was actually afraid that you guys were going to make a deal with him. So I'm really glad that it played out that way.
0: Cronin ain't making no deal with a devil. Ain't no way. That'll work.
1: Okay. Are you ready, Laura? 12.
0: 19.
1: He got an 8. And Veneer got a 13. Okay, so it goes Cronin, Veneer, Branka, and how I named him. Well, you guys don't know his name. Well, whatever. Double. Okay, Cronin, go ahead.
0: All right. So, bonus action hunts his mark, and I'm going at him twice with the plus one short sword.
1: The bubble is there. So I can't reach him. Has he attacked us? No. Oh, we can't hit him. Correct.
0: So I go to move in, and I can't.
1: Your sword, your magical swords, can get through. But I can't. But you can't.
0: Well, in that case, I'm just going to back up next to Bronca, and I'm just going to try and interpose myself in between the Veneer and Bronca and him. Swords out.
1: Okay. Um, it is <coughs> Veneer's turn, and she going to... You said... What did you yell out? You said fire, cold, and poison.
0: Yep. No fire, cold, or poison.
1: Okay. she's basically is, candy to him. She is going to conjure elemental and send... Consider the elemental magic?
0: Yeah, especially if it's being conjured. Yeah, it would be a magical creature. Sure.
1: So we can get through the bubble.
0: If that's your ruling that only magical things and creatures can get through,
1: yeah. I would say you could. Cool. The magical...
0: But aren't we all really magical?
1: Yeah. Don't we have our own...
0: Mr. Rogers would say we all have our own
2: magic inside of us. Mr. Rogers would say you're trying to cheat because
1: you're not magical. So the Earth Elemental is coming up out of the ground as well and charges straight through. And I'm going to say that as he does, when he crosses that barrier, he crushes that line and the bubble comes down. Oh
0: nicely done, Earth Elemental.
1: And then two slam attacks. Ooh. Yeah. He got him. That awesome, did, Earth Elemental. He did eight damage. Okay. That was Veneer's turn. I am going to cast Synaptic
2: Static. And I choose a point within range of 120 feet and cause psychic energy to explode there. You
1: need to make a intelligence save. Intelligence save? Yeah. He, he rolled good. 19. Okay, so he'll take half damage.
2: Okay, 30, so he takes 15 damage.
1: 15 damage.
2: Nice. Okay, and I haven't been attacked yet, right?
1: No. But I need to understand, you stepped next to her? Yeah. Okay, so he is now free, very happy. He's going to release his wings and fly up and come and land right in front of you two. And he is going to make...
0: Come on, big boy.
1: Two attacks with his fork and one with his tail. And he's going to do... Fork, fork tail. Okay. We're all standing next to each other. 18 hit you. Shield. Does not hit you. Does the 29 hit you?
0: God, yes!
1: Okay. 25 hit me. Yeah. Alright. So you get 12 damage to you.
2: My globe triggers.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. What does it do? Uh, basically, we're
2: protected from all spells as long as we're within 10 feet of Spells. Me. Got it. It would have
1: to be a spell higher than level 6 to hit us. And I take 13 damage. Okay. Cronin, you are up, sir.
0: Thank you for coming close, big boy. And I'm coming at him. I'm going to swing three times. Attack, attack, bonus action, offhand attack. Got it. So two attacks with the plus one short sword.
1: You're not going to need your swords?
0: Not yet, I haven't thought yet. 17? To hit? Second attack plus one short sword. That's a twenty-six. Just and just with the moon and with the moon touch short sword, eighteen. Just heads. Just heads. Okay, so I got him twice. Mm-hmm. So sixteen damage.
1: Sixteen. Damn. Okay. Veneer's turn. Now my question is this: for my elemental, my elemental goes and I go?
0: Nope. The elemental has its own initiative.
1: Okay, so Elemental's gonna go after lore. So I'm gonna go, I'm going to do, Um, you took damage, right? We yeah. all took damage. I'm gonna do healing spirit.
0: I don't think she did. I
1: didn't, I used my shield. stupid shield.
0: You and I both did.
1: Okay, yeah. I'm gonna do healing spirit right behind you. Oh, okay. So no, I think what I can do is I can cast it and I'm gonna move it onto you. Oh, okay, cool. Cast it on me, I get 1d6. Move it over to you, you get 1d6. On the start of your turn. Okay. Okay, I got it. Okay, that's all I'm doing. Now it is... Branka. I am going to
2: use my bonus action to cast Dragon's Breath. And I'm going to choose Acid. Nice. I'm going to cast it at level 4. And yeah, he I has was... to make a
1: what is it? A dex save. Yeah,
2: it's a
0: perfectly, perfectly fine move.
1: No, he makes it. It's all right. Half damage is still damage. Okay. I'm a
2: 17. Is he? Did he roll a 17? He rolled a 16. He has a plus seven. Oh wait, I can tell. say he rolled an eight though. Oh.
0: You can. You certainly can. We
2: so, eight, eight. eight plus seven.
1: Fifteen. Yeah, and I'm 17. Hey! You certainly did. Yeah. That's, oh, that's
0: a good one. Yeah. Good. some football. That's what <laughs> my <Madeline> does. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
1: No, oh, could have been a better roll, but that's okay. 17 seventeen. Seventeen damage. Of acid. Of acid, and so he eats all of it. Okay. Okay. He did not like that. He's very pissed off with you. Ah, over here, big boy. Eyes on me. Roll an intimidation check if that's what you really want to do.
0: Gladly. (laughs) Seven.
1: He takes some of the acid and wipes it and tries to splatter it at you. (laughs) Uh, Now it is the Elemental's turn. Two attacks, two slam attacks. Here we go. Oh, one just hits and one misses. So that's 2d8. Oof, that's terrible damage. Five. Five damage. Oh, no. Five is five. That's ten damage. Sorry about that. Sorry about it. Okay. Alright, guys. We're getting there. We're getting there. Next. Yes, sir.
0: Alright, enough fucking around. Bonus action, Hunter's Mark. Oh. And I'm going to take two swings with the plus one short sword. Nope. Yup. The first one missed. Uh, the second one was a 27. 17 damage.
1: 17 damage. Very nice, sir. What kind of damage is Moonbeam? Is it fire?
0: Moonbeam is radiant.
1: <sighs> okay, my turn. Moonbeam. Boom, bitches. Put it right on top of his head. I missed his are turn. Are we inside? We are. I can do Moonbeam inside, can't I? I think so, yeah. Yeah, you can't do Call Lightning inside. You have um. to be in a okay. Um, I missed his turn. You missed him? Yep. Because he's going to roll some damage on your asses now. Oh my god. Guys, no shit. A four, a four, and a six. Yeah. Oh shit. On his three attacks. Yeah, bitch. Holy crap. He did not like the acid. So that would be a 14, a 14, and a 16. Would
0: the 16 go on?
1: That might be me. Yeah.
0: He should be rolling with disadvantage on me. He missed me anyway, but he should be. I know, I think he hit you once. Yeah, but it's all right. I should have reminded. I should have remembered that at the moment.
1: Shit. Sorry. It's okay. This is the whole thing. We're trying to be better DMs and players. <laughs> it's but all right. I suck. All right. Anyway, it's um, tough. When you haven't played the character yet. Either way, a fourteen would hit me. So I'm gonna take my
0: damage. You, you got to get beefier there, girl. <laughs> I have a thirteen. Ooh. With your shield? Don't you have a shield? I have a fifteen. Yeah, you go. That's better.
1: Ah, you didn't hit me.
0: 15's a lot better than 13.
1: Okay, next. I had Moonbeam. Moonbeam is on him. Cylinder, 2d10. 2d10, I'm gonna cast it up to... 4th level. It's 4d10. Ooh, 20. 20 damage. Okay. LJ's up. I'm sorry. Bronco's up. I... Focus in on his
2: mind and cast Phantasmal Killer. Uh, he has to make a wisdom save. A wisdom save. Oh wait, he rolled a ten. My
1: my locket. He rolled a ten. Okay. Uh wisdom save is ten plus seventeen. I am the seventeen. He makes it? Yeah, I'm sorry. That's okay.
0: It's good good use of that though. And now we know that
1: uh 24 so 12 points psychic damage oh shit nice next is our guy again two slams oof missing a miss damn all right the Elemental's not having a good time he's pissed okay Horned man is up he and now you're still in the bubble right can yeah. he see the bubble?
2: it's like a faint glowing shimmer around us. That emanates from me in a
1: 20-foot direction. Cool. Okay. So, roll to hit on Bronco, 22? Yeah, that hits no matter what. Um. Even with my oof. shield on the 21.
0: 28? With disadvantage.
1: 27? Misses. No. <laughs> it's of course it hits. <laughs> and for me, 25. Jesus Christ. Wow, he rolled well. Orn Devils, man, they hit hard. They do hit hard. He's a plus 10. All right, so War gets one tail. That is 13 damage. Okay. Cronin, you take Mm -hmm. 12 damage. And Veneer is also going to take... Hunter's Mark stays. 18 damage. Veneer takes more damage. Uh, Don't forget, on the start of your turn, you're going to heal a d6. Okay. the, the spirit is over you, so...
0: I wouldn't say no to a little bit of healing.
1: Now, next is you.
0: Do, do I roll the d6 or do you roll the d6?
1: Until the Spencer uh, moves inside for the first time or starts a turn, then you can cause the spirit to. I do. Four. And
0: uh, you, you have to roll a concentration check. He hit you, didn't he?
1: Not one. Spirit goes away. Heal you don't heal four. I don't heal four. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Three attacks. Over. The first
2: one, Bronco concentrates hard to to make your arm as true as possible, and you roll a twenty on your first attack. I will take that.
0: So that twenty on the first attack, with the plus one short sword.
1: Can I just mention that the um, concentration was also broken on the elemental?
0: So the elemental's gone. No,
1: the elemental. elemental is still there, but now it's mad at us.
0: That would have happened as soon as you cast the healing spirit. Yeah,
1: things that. Could to my attention
0: yesterday. <laughs> now the elemental's going to be attacking us. Yeah, oh, yeah, the attack us. Well, the good news is all <laughs> it three. It might.
1: Are, it might attack us.
0: My other two attacks hit. I rolled a twi- 20 and uh, 28, so everything hits. So this is going to be a good damage. The, but you the, get
1: to double your first damage. Yep. Yeah. The elemental will die in an hour. Don't worry about. It. <laughs> We're just gonna lock it back in the
0: room. And beast sent uh, house slayer's prey, not twenty. Oh wait, hunter's mark. What
1: that's, are you rolling over there? That's the first attack. All right, I gotta take down the DM screen. That's the attack. <laughs> that's the third attack. I should be worried about you. <laughs> so it's
0: gonna be this plus
1: thirteen. What is that? All right, what is that? She
0: made me crit on my first attack. <laughs> Because
2: yeah,
1: gotcha. <laughs> I don't have anything that's a roll to hit. 16, 20. We need to be watching you eight, guys I'm much more closely. 29,
0: 35, 48.
1: 48. On
0: horny McDevil pants.
1: Who <laughs> feels like doing some math?
0: What was he at? I
1: had those numbers <laughs> up. just just been, been
0: Alright, where's <laughs> his hit points?
1: 185? <laughs> you need a calculator, my bitch. I do. It just takes me longer. <laughs> we got him. He's dead.
0: He's he's very nearly dead. What do I got? Thirty two minus eight. He is currently at twenty four points.
1: Twenty four hit points. Just Letting everybody know he is almost dead. <laughs> All right.
0: <sighs> and now uh, my cloak of displacement is reactivated, so he's disadvantage again.
1: Okay. So at this point, you see like like black ooze coming from all of his wounds and he seems to be kind of spurtin and gushing. it's oh yeah next is veneer and she's gonna do blight he needs a con saving throw he clearly makes it and that is 8d8 Bad. oh boy he's so close it's your turn it's my turn does the yes. Elemental go before me? Elemental is angry. No, Elemental goes after you. Oh, it does go after me. Okay. I am going to do. So much I think. I don't know. I think I'm gonna do Phantasmal Killer. It's a wisdom save. A uh, wisdom save. 15. Yeah. Oh, oh
2: shit. <gasps> What'd you get? 26. No way! Yeah, the zeros on tens are... Yep,
1: yep, yeah, yep, yep. 26. Awesome. Okay, so tell me, right now, as you're trying to get him, he is kind of trying to gear up so that one of his wings is kind of flying, the other one is, like, cut and bleeding. He's just oozing out everywhere. He's kind of, like, in amazement, like, how is this possible? He's actually trying to back up from you guys. And as he's doing that, describe what you want to do. I am
2: focusing on his inner mind, his inner thoughts, um, the torment that he's feeling from defeat, and I am amplifying that defeat tenfold until his mind is just consumed and collapsed and he just
1: screams out in anguish. As he's screaming out, he actually yells, How is this possible? And just as he yells out those last words, you just see his eyes... Glaze over, and you see this terror take onto his face, and he just ah, 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 and passes out. And and but we understand that he's dead, right? Like he slumps over. Oh, dead. Yeah. He just completely collapses. All right. Well, that was
0: unexpected. What's the elemental doing?
1: The elemental what is walks my... back over to him, kicking it, starts kicking. Him. <laughs> starts kicking
0: <him. laughs> see, switch hunters mark to the elemental.
1: <laughs> Elemental failed to save He's not attacking you guys He's still trying to beat up on the, the devil What do you guys want to do? I'm
0: going to let him do that you going to leave? Ooh. I'm going to let him turn that uh, down that devil into paste
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to do that until he disappears In I an mean, hour Yeah. Is there like a hole to the
1: underworld there? Like, what are we looking at? I um, am
0: in severe pain
1: Um, I I tap my staff, boom, on the ground, and I'll give you a um, a third level cure wounds.
2: I sprained my toe. Uh,
0: Much obliged. Much obliged. I could pump a cure wounds into myself as well, but I'll take the third level, thank you.
2: You heal ten. Ten? Yep. Oh, he heals ten. What do
1: I heal? Oh, you said you sprained your toe. Oh, I did. I'm down thirteen points. Oh.
0: I'll pump a cure wounds at second level into myself.
1: Um, because I want to play with my toys, I'm going to tap it into mass cure wounds. I'm
0: going to wait for her to do that. <laughs> 13
1: plus
0: eight. 5. 18. Did you add the 5 to the 10 before? No. So it's another 5 for me and I'm full.
1: You were supposed to have a conversation with him. There's a big fiery pit in the, in the floor. It was a prison.
2: A prison? It was a prison oh. That
1: Cuthbert
0: me for the guy Well now he's dead
1: The three lines were ones
0: This guy likes the number one
1: So as this guy uh, As the uh, rock elemental Is chosen that This is his true foe And he is dumb as a bag of rocks And is continuing To kick the crap out of the dead thing mm-hmm. um, Dead things Mikey Dead things <laughs> As he is kicking the crap out of him you you see this large chasm that's still there that heat is still rising out from this this hole in the ground Mm -hmm. where the three lines are are pointing to yeah
2: i mean i want to i don't know identify or maybe yeah i'm gonna cast identify i want to know what it is that the the circle with
1: the line the circle is a boundary but the lines are almost like a symbol that is a gateway, like a barrier, and in the ground it's almost like a prison cell. Okay, so it's not actually like a
2: link to, you know, the underworld or, or hell or anything like that. It's it's just a, um, it's something that was specifically built to imprison
1: this demon yes. here in the house. Yes. Okay. I think if you mess around with it with mm-hmm. a few arcana checks, you might be able to re-luck and re and, and and bring those stones together. Okay, so I'll cast those arcana checks. Okay. Um, give me three rolls of arcana, and one of them do with advantage because Veneer will help you. So roll, roll four, drop the last.
2: So a 21, a 24,
1: and a 22. What the fuck? I have a plus nine to Arcana. Jesus! Anyway, the accurate description from casting and everything like that, with veneer helping you out, you are able to go over to those three lines, and Mm -hmm. you kind of like press on the edge of it, mm-hmm. you can see it kind of glows and starts filling this this crevice up with energy. And as you do that, mm-hmm. you instruct the other, the, the, the two of us to go mm-hmm. to the other ones and press on them. And he's magical. We all have that in us. And together we're able to close that gap. Okay. So and this, the floor reseals. The, ro- the floor reseals. And you, Hey, that worked. Like yeah, you don't know exactly okay. what happened or how that happened, but it worked. Okay. So you were able to uh, to get that to close. The rock elemental <sighs> keeps looking over at you guys, getting upset, and then stomping this dead body some more. <laughs> okay, the dead body's still there. The dead body is still there. Okay. Um, can I burning hands to just like incinerate it to dust? Right now, it's taking focus away from you. From the rock elemental? You don't want the rock uh, elemental to come and kick your ass? So I say the three of us leave and lock the door for hour.
0: I'm good with that. I yeah. think that's a good plan.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: let's just... Start. Sorry guys, I thought it was going to be a really
2: good idea. Slowly back up. <laughs> that's alright. Well, Every time
1: I conjure him before, he's been okay. That's, that's quite alright.
2: Although,
0: you, know, you live, you learn. onward and upward.
1: Yeah. I keep trying to concentrate on way too much stuff all at once. Sometimes it just comes crashing down on you. I know. Where well, I come from, that's called DMing. <laughs> what does that mean? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, once you guys step out and close the door, you you have to push really hard and click, click, click it just to lock it in place again. But you know you're going to be back to, uh-huh. to, to open it up again and figure out what to do with that body. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a thing.
1: But um, as you do, Veneer essentially says... I will not be able to rest in this home until i know that the animals that have been desecrated are at peace Mm -hmm. i am going to go collect their bodies and take them outside i want to do a ritual that my people do whenever an animal passes and i am going to burn them in a ceremony if you'd like to join me that is fine. I'm not trying to remove you from it. It's just this is what I'm going to do now. Okay. And I think I will join you, in air, if, you
0: if you don't mind. I would like to. Accompany yeah, I'll, you. I'll
1: pay my respects to to the sentiment. Thank you. So she walks away, and maybe about three or four minutes later, you hear her scream out. I'm
0: booking it in the direction of her voice.
1: Yeah, me too. You open the door and you see her standing in a room of animal trophies. Oh, deer and bear and all sorts of animals hanging from the room, pelts and everything. Are there any wolves? Probably.
0: Cronin is not happy
1: either. So she walks over to the window, does her best to open it, breaks it, whatever. All assist. And she slowly starts in her eleven way, she, like in her um, eleven tongue, she's trying to say, I am sorry, I will make this right. And now <clears throat> she's passing them through, almost like a chant. Ooh. And she's passing them through the window so that they land in the fields. And then after this, she goes outside and wraps everything up, does a specific chant, what she feels is cleansing them and she is trying to put everything to rest at that moment. And that's kind of where I am done for the night. It was great, babe, I liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. So at this, Um, now our next DM is going to be Laura. She's
0: gonna tag out, and next week, Laura will pick us up right from this moment.
1: Yeah, so tag out, tag in, (laughs) you're it.
0: Well, that's it for the first episode of Tabletop Tag Team, everyone. I hope you enjoyed.
1: Well, we'll get our bearings, and we'll learn our characters
0: a little better. (laughs) It's all right. It's the first session, and uh, we'll see everyone next week.